Hello and welcome to the second episode of the Port Podcast. This week, Neil Brand, a London-based pianist, composer and writer, best known as an accompanist of silent films, talks to us about the importance of resolution in film music. When I'm accompanying a film, or indeed scoring a film, people say, don't you ever run out of material? And the answer is no, because within any situation that you're having to play, there will always be multiple levels, there will always be information to impart. The big level, the macro, is where they are, who they are. Then the next level is the middle level, the level of the drama itself. What is their interaction about? How are they interacting with each other? Which one is in control? Which one has the bigger power? And then the last level is the micro one, which is the one inside their heads. It's the level on which a novelist would write. What's happening inside the brain? And that, I think, is often the most interesting level. That's where your subtext will always lie. That's where you'll find the psychological reasons for people acting the way they do. And that's often where the music lives. People will only say to each other so much. They won't often come out and just say, I love you. But they might come out and say, I really missed you yesterday. They might come out and say, I really like you. And the music can be saying, actually, I really hate you. And that's when it becomes very interesting. When you're working on all those three levels simultaneously, it's not a problem of running out of music. The problem is of which one to choose. I think that the music and the drama may be going down the same road together, but they're not necessarily in the same car. I think the cinema was the first place that had any sense of ambition for me when I was young. I grew up on a very kind of grey, anonymous council estate in Essex. And the nearest cinema was the state in Greys, which was a beautiful Art Deco picture house. I can even remember now how exciting it was going through those doors into this beautiful, plush, layered space and then watching these films that were so brightly coloured and had such extraordinarily potent music to them. And after a while, because I was starting to learn the piano, I would go back home after seeing a movie and sit at the piano and try desperately to find out what that note was, what that chord was. Cinema music is all about resolution, whether something resolves, whether it doesn't. The moments of tension that we watch are often accompanied by music which is building and building and building but doesn't resolve back to where it started. Music's a very linear process. And as listeners, we're aware when a piece of music is stretching from where it started. But in order to do that, it's got to be very carefully composed so that we can hear the stretch, but we can also still hear where it started. We can hear the home key still in there. If it loses touch with that home key and flies off to its own place, then it sort of loses us a bit as well. This is a resolution. So is this. So a resolution doesn't have to be positive, it's just a finish, an end. This is something that doesn't resolve. I mean, the whole point of, of Schoenberg and 
20th century modernism was not to have a basic harmonic world within which we could register any kind of relative keys. Understandably, because the 20th century was not somewhere that bred harmony, that bred resolution. And so this sense of non-resolution kind of reigned supreme. However, with drama, where you have a job to do, which is to make the music tell the same story as what the film is doing, then the music has got to carry within itself a sense of where it's coming from. Bernard Herrmann was brilliant at giving us a tune which was heading towards a resolution but at the very last moment would go off into somewhere else and that both the resolution itself and the tune it went to and the sense of moving on through the story that it gave us were all deeply satisfying to listen to. The form of cinema that most plays with this idea of major and minor and, and chords in between. For me, is film noir, and the great exponent of that is Miklos Rozier. And I'm thinking about films like Double Indemnity, The Lost Weekend, The Killers. Morality is already out the window. Post-war America is a place in which audiences want a more adult form of storytelling in their cinema, in which you don't have good guys and bad guys, you have ordinary people who make good or bad decisions. And we are invited to sympathise, or at least empathise with them. The music that Roja wrote was simple and direct, but always over these incredibly moving chords. Major key. Always has a relative minor key, which shares the first, the first little interval of that major, but puts it at the top of the chord instead of the bottom. So that's the minor key, that's the relative minor. This is F major, this is D minor. Put them together, you got that. So as soon as you... As soon as you start playing around with that, you begin to get these kind of halfway house chords which could go either way. So as soon as you have those kind of chords... What you get with something like Double Indemnity, for instance, you get this lovely opening, opening music. Now that is a minor key, but it's also got elements of something quite kind of celebrational about it. And so as soon as you start dealing in those kind of chords, you have much more complexity in the harmony, which means you can put a nice easy tune. The tune over the top of that is just... That's all there is. It's the complexity underneath that gives us a sense of what's going on, the turbulence beneath the surface of these characters' worlds, and this sense that their morality is shifting continuously. And I think that's the other thing I like about noir music. It gives you the sort of sense that we're being treated as adults. The music knows that we're people who live in a reasonably complicated 
world in which decisions have to be made and not everything is by any means cut and dried. And I have a composer friend who actually said in so many words, I can no longer write music that resolves because I feel the world doesn't resolve. And I can entirely see what he means. I have to say that's not me. I, I quite like the idea of flooding the world with as much resolved beauty as possible, simply because I think it could use it. Mm -hmm. 